You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast and in the Epistle Project, we continue on in 2 Peter. Today we take the whole chapter of 2 Peter 2. It's a lengthy passage, so I'll just read it and make just a couple small comments at the end. 2 Peter 2, 1 through 22. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing up themselves swift, bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. Bold and willful, they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones, whereas angels, though greater in might and power, do not pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like irrational, irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction, suffering wrong as the wage for their wrongdoing. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed, accursed children. Forsaking the right way, they have gone astray. They have followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved gain from wrongdoing, but was rebuked for his own transgression. A speechless donkey spoke with human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These are waterless springs and mists driven by a storm. For them the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved. For speaking loud boasts of folly, they entice by sensual passions of the flesh those who are barely escaping from those who live in air. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. What the true proverb says has happened to them. The dog returns to its own vomit, and the sow, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. 
Now, again, this is a lengthy passage on the characteristics of false teaching. A large number of these characteristics are provided all throughout chapter 2 here. But at the end, Peter says in verse 19 that these false teachers promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For what overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. So a teacher should not be evaluated by his teaching only, but also by his life. You can see this in Titus 1 and 1 Timothy 3 as well. Here, false teachers are enslaved to sin while teaching about freedom to the people that sit under them. It doesn't matter how gifted a person is at communicating. If the pattern of godliness in their life is not present, that person should not be teaching. Now, I'm not talking about a perfect life, because then there would be no teachers, and God has determined that men and women, in certain contexts, would be teachers. I'm not talking about a perfect life. I'm talking about a life that has godliness as its positive direction. I would encourage you to be vigilant, to measure the teaching you hear with sound doctrine, with the scriptures. And I would encourage you to pray for those who shepherd and teach you. May sound doctrine permeate your church and your life. And may the Lord give you teachers who personally watch their lives and their doctrine. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.